You've done months, if not even years of wedding planning and preparation, and the big day is finally almost here. Your last stop is rehearsal dinner. This week, we're reviewing everything you need to know for planning and hosting this extra special night with your family and your friends. We're going to cover everything from the ceremony rehearsal itself to practical tips for hosting your loved ones afterwards. That's all coming up next on the Wedding Planning Podcast. Hey there, it's Kara, and the goal of our time here together on the Wedding Planning Podcast is pretty simple. I want you to have all the resources and the confidence to plan the wedding you want, minus the crushing stress, expense, and overwhelm felt by so many engaged couples. If you're newly engaged and wondering where to even begin with your wedding plans, then you'll definitely want to grab a free wedding planning podcast engagement starter kit. I've packaged up a four-part bonus audio series that reveals three essential keys to a stress-free and fun wedding planning experience. Better yet, you'll have instant access to eight additional bonus planning resources, each carefully designed to make your engagement season full of joy and free from overwhelm. All you need to do for instant access is head to weddingplanningpodcast.co and look for the pink sign-up button near the top of the page. This is a completely free gift from me to you, and I hope you love it. That website, one more time, is weddingplanningpodcast.co. Enjoy the show. Why, hello there, and thank you, as always, for carving out a few moments of your busy day to spend some time with me here on the Wedding Planning Podcast. And with that, let's dive into today's topic. If you're early on in the planning stages and you're wondering, this sounds like something I can wait until the end to kind of think about, stay tuned. I'm going to go over some really important reasons why I definitely think you should be considering the rehearsal dinner early on in your plans. I have some great ways to keep things organized, budgeting, all the good things coming up today. So of course, naturally, as you're planning your wedding, most of your energy, your time, and your attention is obviously focused on the wedding day itself. For today's show, we're going to completely forget about the wedding day, and we're going to work on making the day before the wedding, your rehearsal day, unforgettable and full of meaning. Now, don't worry, we're definitely going to get to the dinner itself, but first I want to go over some really important points on the actual ceremony rehearsal. So depending on the complexity of your wedding ceremony, the rehearsal itself can be very, very elaborate, or it can be a really quick run through the motions. Again, this really just depends on the setup of your actual ceremony. It's going to look very different from couple to couple. The rehearsal is your last and maybe your only chance to have everybody together and on the same page about all of the ceremony logistics. So it is really important to take the time to think through the particulars of the ceremony and to really plan out how this rehearsal is going to go. Now, the rehearsal ideally will take place inside your actual ceremony venue. However, if it's not available the night before the wedding, you don't have to panic. (laughs) You can still run through the ceremony even if it's not 
actually inside the church or the exact site where the ceremony is going to be. So for example, if your church is not available on the Friday night before your Saturday wedding, not to worry, go ahead and execute the rehearsal anywhere that you can, at a park, in a backyard, wherever you can all get together and just run through the timing, who goes where, who does what. Now let's review who should be there at the rehearsal. This list is pretty specific, so who should definitely be there is, of course, your wedding party, all of your bridesmaids and your groomsmen, anyone who has a role in the wedding ceremony. For example, a popular one would be if an aunt is doing a reading during the ceremony. Anyone with that role should be there to rehearse and know the timing of things. Your closest family should be there, so your parents, your siblings, grandparents, It's really your call how far this extends. Everyone's family is very, very different. So for you, this could mean strictly keeping it to parents and siblings. You could, of course, extend it out. Really depends on your family setup. And then the next person who should be at the rehearsal is your wedding coordinator. If you've hired one, maybe your venue comes complete with an event coordinator Whether you've hired one or it comes with your venue or maybe you're just using a close friend or family member to keep everything organized, this person is your point person. They are your quarterback in keeping everybody organized. So it is really important that they are present at the rehearsal. And again, if you have not hired a separate wedding day coordinator, Anyone who you've delegated to help out on the wedding day with the timing and the organization, an aunt, a close friend, whoever that may be. And then lastly, your officiant will ideally be there as well, the person who's actually performing the wedding ceremony. All these people we just listed, these are the same folks who should also be invited to the rehearsal dinner that's taking place after the rehearsal. I'm going to pause right here and say that the word dinner can also be exchanged for lunch, brunch. It does not need to happen in the evening time. I'm simply using dinner because that's most commonly what it's called. But by all means, this can happen at any time of day that's going to be convenient for you on the day before the wedding. And with that, now that we've reviewed the basics of the actual ceremony rehearsal, let's move on to the rehearsal dinner itself. All right, if you're in the thick of your wedding plans, I can totally appreciate how this all might sound a little bit overwhelming. I know that you're adding things up, you're having nightmares about dollar signs, that's totally normal. And then on top of it all, now you have to plan and host and pay for (laughs) an entirely separate party on top of everything else. Overwhelming, totally get it. But not to worry, your rehearsal dinner does not have to be overwhelming or expensive. You do not have to take 50 of your closest friends and family out to an expensive restaurant and then pick up the tab, thank goodness, Let's review some ways that you can keep things really super simple and really affordable as you're planning this rehearsal dinner. Top of mind, of course, is budgeting. And I have a great listener question on budgeting for the rehearsal dinner that I'm going to share a little bit later in the show. I also have some other questions that came in on the topic. 
Essentially, as with most everything in wedding planning, you've probably realized this by now, you can spend as little or as much as you would like on the rehearsal dinner. There are literally millions of ways that you can go in either direction. And I'm guessing that you're not here trying to make things as expensive as possible. So let's turn the other direction, shall we? (laughs) I'm going to share three of my favorite, really affordable rehearsal dinner formats. First up is a casual backyard party style. Next up, we're going to review family style at a restaurant. And then last one is using very simple catering and hosting this at a park. And all three, we're going to focus on keeping things, again, really simple and really affordable. So first up, let's talk about ways that you can go about hosting a really casual backyard style party for the rehearsal dinner. And I'm going to do a spoiler alert right here. This is my favorite of the three ways. Why I love this style so much is number one, the venue is free. So whether it's your own backyard, one of your parents' backyards, or a close friend or family member, if you're not having to pay anything for the actual venue, that's a huge bonus. Reason number two why this is my favorite is that you have full control over the cost of your food and drinks when you're not hosting inside a restaurant and you're not relying on catering. And we'll go into some details in just a minute. And then the last reason I love this backyard casual barbecue style or just backyard party style so much is that there's no rush to be in or out at a certain time. So you're not on any timetable. It can start whenever you're done rehearsing the ceremony and it can go as late as people would like to stay. Side note, I am not condoning that you stay up all night long drinking the night before your wedding. Please get to bed and get some rest. But for everyone else there, there's no time cap or restriction on when you have to get there and when you have to kick people out. So it's very relaxed, just people hanging out and really enjoying some special time together. Some particulars on the backyard party style. So the first thing is that you can keep the food and the drinks really, really simple. A really easy example of this would be to barbecue something and then serve beer, wine, soda, and water. You can assign a handful of people to do the grilling duty. And then, of course, beforehand, you're going to need to organize a shopping list and kind of decide how much you need of everything. That's something that can easily be done with a little bit of organization and recruit the help of whoever would be really good at helping you keep things organized, doing that shopping, doing that price research. Some really easy and really affordable barbecue food that you could consider is setting up a hot dog and a burger bar. You could use really, really fun gourmet toppings for that. Every time I go camping, we set up a gourmet hot dog bar and it is so much fun. It's always such a hit. So put out really fun toppings like jalapenos, cream cheese, gourmet peppers, pesto. You can really, the sky is the limit. You can do so much fun stuff with a hot dog and a burger bar and making them really, really fancy and fun. You could also barbecue up a ton of ribs and then just serve some pre-made sides with that. You could do seafood kebabs. All of this is really, really easy stuff that you can prep ahead of time. You can cook it outside and then serve very, very casually. 
Don't worry about plates and silverware, linens. No, no, no. Just use disposable stuff. You can find really, really good biodegradable, recyclable, whatever your thing is. Just keep it really, really casual and really, really simple. The cleanup should be as easy as possible. The most work you're going to put in, again, is going to be at the front end, and that's just planning and budgeting and shopping and prepping all of this food. But don't be overwhelmed by that. It's something, again, with the help of some of your closest family or some of your wedding party members, you guys can put that together. It just takes a little bit of pre-planning and then, of course, lots of organization. And for the drinks, just keep things really simple. Serve bottled water and sodas. Maybe you can pick up a keg of your favorite beer. And then, of course, don't forget the wine. You can shop your local warehouse store or grocery stores and really take advantage of sales and multi-bottle discounts. Nothing fancy. Stick to your favorites. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Susan's Travel Services is so excited to partner with you to plan your honeymoon, destination wedding, or maybe even your bachelor or bachelorette party. Susan and her team have been planning dream vacations for 27 years, and they are truly the best in the business for start-to-finish planning services. Travel and new experiences are incredibly special to me, and Susan and her team have helped me plan some unforgettable vacations, including a bachelorette party in Cabo and a family anniversary celebration in Cancun. They meticulously researched the best all-inclusive options for us based on some very specific priorities and the professional assistance in choosing location, resort, activities, and transportation was absolutely priceless. Susan has been in the travel business for 27 years and she personally travels to her recommended destinations all the time. So she has firsthand on the ground experience with all the amazing resorts, excursions, and services that she recommends. From all-inclusive resorts in Mexico and the Caribbean, overwater bungalows in the Maldives, or that African safari that you've always dreamed of, save yourself hours of research and guesswork and let Susan and her team find you the best options for a once-in-a-lifetime vacation. Reach out to Susan and her team today by emailing info at susanstravelservices.com and be sure to let her know that I sent you and get $50 off your final booking or $200 off your destination wedding. Her email one more time is info at susanstravelservices.com. As promised, I have two more rehearsal dinner formats that I just love. And next up is one that requires much less work and less planning for you. Yay, if that's you, you're thinking it sounds like a nightmare to plan and feed 50 people on your own. So this is for you. And that's doing a family style meal at a casual restaurant. Things can add up really quickly when you've got 30, 40, or 50 people each ordering their own food and drinks off a restaurant menu. So an alternative to this is to arrange a set menu with your favorite casual restaurant and then serve things family style. 
lots and lots of restaurants out there will offer you a private room with a minimum tab requirement. So go ahead and call around and get some quotes on family style and or buffet catering prices. Some examples of this could be your favorite Chinese restaurant. Maybe you could arrange to have five large portions of your very favorite dishes and then serve that along with noodles and rice side dishes. Another great example, a casual Mexican food restaurant, you could do a big fajita spread or even order a few large dishes of enchiladas and then serve that along with sides of rice and beans. The idea here is that rather than giving each of your guests a menu and then having them order a $25 entree and five drinks, you're controlling the menu and controlling the cost from the very start. So drinks can be kept non-alcoholic for an even bigger savings, or you could stipulate beer and wine only, or you could do something like one drink per person and then everyone pays for their own alcohol. It's totally up to you. The key here is going to be doing some research ahead of time and getting a really solid idea about the various options that are available at some of the restaurants near you. So call ahead, ask about family style menus, or ask if you could build a set menu, ask what the price per person would be, and then kind of tinker around with those various drink options that I mentioned. The drinks can add up to being a humongous component of the expense here. So consider limiting and or doing away with alcohol altogether. And I think you'll see some really significant savings here. And then finally, the third format I have to share for your rehearsal dinner is you could do somewhat of a mix of the two things that we've reviewed. So forget the restaurant, take the restaurant out of the equation, take a very casual backyard or park setting. And instead of doing like a do-it-yourself meal spread of barbecue or whatever it is, go ahead and do very simple, very, very affordable catering and bring that in for everyone. So you've got two bonuses here. Your venue is free using a backyard or a park. And then bonus number two is you don't have to do any of the planning, shopping, prepping or cooking. This could be as simple as serving sandwiches, chips and a couple of salads from the grocery store Or you could use a casual restaurant catering option. So for example, a street taco spread, brick oven pizzas, maybe even bring in a food truck. Use your imagination, hop on the internet and do some research for what's available around you locally and then make phone calls, get a bunch of quotes and just kind of dive in there and have fun with this. There's really no limit to the number of really unique and really cool ways that you could host your rehearsal dinner. A note on the backyard setting, if you don't have access to a backyard, think about any local parks, lakes, beaches, community centers, anything along those lines where you could set up a party. You might need to apply for an event permit ahead of time, which is typically really, really easy and really cheap. Just check with your local parks and rec department And then, of course, with a park or a recreation center setting, be sure that you're following all the regulations and the rules about glass, any alcohol restrictions. The last thing on earth we need the night before your wedding is 50 people being ticketed for drinking beer out of glass bottles when there's no glass allowed and no alcohol allowed either. That would be horrible. So make sure you're aware of what those regulations are and you are following the rules.
So what do you think? I really hope our conversation today got some creative ideas flowing. Your rehearsal dinner does not need to mean taking out 50 people to a restaurant and then footing the tab. And quickly, before we wrap things up, I have a couple of listener questions on the topic of rehearsal dinner that I would love to share with you. The first question is, who pays? I heard that the groom's family pays, but they have not offered. How should we approach this? Ooh, every single budget situation is so very different. So I would suggest that this should be a conversation for your fiance to have with his parents. And ideally, this conversation will happen in the early stages of your wedding plans when the two of you are starting to get the budget in order. That's always something that I recommend doing, again, very, very early on, getting a handle on the money. And that conversation with parents may go one of two ways. (laughs) They might be thrilled to help and foot the bill for the rehearsal. And they may also not be in the financial situation to offer any help at all. And of course, that goes for both sets of parents. In general, in my opinion, the best way to approach any requests for money from your parents is for each of you to speak directly and privately with your own parents and do this with the graceful and given understanding that your parents may not be able to provide any assistance at all. Either way, like we talked about in great detail today, there are a million ways that you can make the rehearsal dinner very, very affordable. Next question, we don't want to take on the work of doing the food ourselves, but the thought of paying for everyone to go to a restaurant is terrifying. Do you have any ideas for keeping a restaurant rehearsal dinner affordable? Perfect. This question goes directly back to what we just discussed earlier in the show. Call ahead around to a bunch of restaurants and negotiate a set menu and then consider restricting or eliminating the alcohol service. And another thing to keep in mind here when you're concerned about budgeting for the rehearsal and for the wedding in general, goes for both things, definitely, keep your rehearsal dinner guest list as small as possible. To put it very simply, the fewer the people, the smaller the tab. And again, that goes for the wedding itself too, but that's another topic for another day. I'm going to stick to the rehearsal dinner. We mentioned early on in today's show who should be included in the rehearsal. If you find yourself wanting to include all the aunts and uncles and all the cousins and you feel guilty for not inviting people who traveled from out of town, you might want to put on the brakes and dial it back to the bare essentials. And this would be your wedding party, your parents, your grandparents, and your siblings. Of course, I know that every family dynamic is really, really different. So this is unique to each and every couple. But keep the list of people going to the rehearsal dinner as small as possible for maximum affordability. And last question for today, and it's a good one. Do you have any ideas for making our rehearsal dinner really meaningful and memorable? I don't want it to be a stressful whirlwind of ceremony rehearsal, racing to the cars to get to the restaurant, 50 people in a crowded, noisy room, and bam, the night's over. Yes, this is such a great question. Your rehearsal dinner should be planned out and organized well in advance. 
Remember what I said at the very beginning of the show? If you're just starting in your planning and you're thinking, eh, this is something that can wait until the end, please reconsider and please prioritize putting a lot of time and thought into the rehearsal dinner. So part of keeping things really organized is to delegate someone at the rehearsal dinner to be like a mini um, uh, MC, master of ceremonies. This is what your DJ does at the wedding reception when he's making announcements and letting everyone know that the cake cutting is going to start in five minutes and that first, first dances are coming up. So delegate someone to do that for the actual rehearsal dinner. And this is going to really keep things organized and flowing, and it will avoid the feeling of a big, noisy room full of people all talking over one another that you describe in the question. So delegate someone to make announcements, to keep the evening flowing, to say, we're going to sit down now and enjoy a slideshow. We're going to sit down now and the bride and groom are going to hand out gifts. Whatever it is that you have planned for the evening, this again will eliminate just a big noisy room full of people, no organization, it flies by, you don't have the chance to talk to anybody, and you're left feeling like, oh, that was exhausting, and I'm not left with any meaningful conversations, and whoa. Okay, so planned out and organized, and then let's talk about making it meaningful and memorable. One of the best ways I think to go for the meaningful and the memorable is to consider organizing a slideshow. A slideshow is a really, really sweet and really meaningful project that you can delegate to your mothers and or your aunts and or your siblings. I'm not going to go into a ton of detail on creating the slideshow in today's show, but for a detailed rundown of ways to do this and also tips for displaying it, Go ahead and visit the blog post that I put together for today's show, and you can find that at weddingplanningpodcast.co slash rehearsal. Weddingplanningpodcast.co slash rehearsal, and I'll put a link to that website in today's show notes as well. And then in addition to a slideshow, the rehearsal dinner is also the perfect time for you to hand out gifts to your parents and your wedding party. So you and your partner can really thoughtfully take a couple of minutes to address each and every person, express your thanks and your gratitude. You can arrange, again, a couple minutes per person and then plan for the room, everybody in attendance, to be quiet and paying attention for that block of time. So again, you'll use your designated master of ceremonies person to make an announcement, get everyone's attention, and then kind of keep the time. And I'll leave you with this. I know I've said it a few times in today's show. Start early. Don't let the rehearsal get shoved to the very end of your planning list and then let it creep up in the weeks before the wedding. With some really thoughtful pre-planning and organization, you can pull off a rehearsal that is simple, affordable, and really, really meaningful. Again, the full blog post for today's show can be found at weddingplanningpodcast.co slash rehearsal. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Wedding Planning Podcast. For episode recaps and special offers, visit our website at wedpodcast.com. There you'll also find a link to submit your wedding questions and future show topic requests. 
Follow us wherever you listen for new episodes every Wednesday. And if you're loving the podcast, please leave a five-star rating and review to share your favorite episodes and thoughts with other couples. Wishing you a happy engagement. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. And we'll talk again next week, same time, same place. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.